Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below, or on Twitter at xgem accessories again the description down below or on twitter at xgem accessories hello everybody and welcome into today's episode of the top cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast my name is sunny i am here with my co-host caleb hello and of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So a huge thank you to, of course, Gem Accessories, who you saw an ad read for before this video started. And also, of course, thank you to our wonderful sponsors, Millennium Threads, as well as ETB Games, Steel Fox Games. And of course, if you are interested in supporting the channel at no extra cost to yourself, be sure to check out our TCG player and Dragon Shield affiliate links to support the podcast. Just click before you shop and it just it helps us out, gives us a little kickback. Also, if you are interested, you can always check out our Discord server. And the number one way that you can support us here on the podcast is 100% by going ahead and if you're on YouTube going ahead and subscribing or if you are on uh, Spotify and Apple podcast yes those if you're on those you can also hit the follow button or whatever appropriate button it is per platform now normally this is where we would go ahead and get on into the <laughs> patron ad reads or the well, not ad read but like the patron yeah. name reading but we listen to feedback, and we have gotten feedback that these intros are getting 
really, really long. So, uh, since especially since we added in like a pre-roll ad read yeah. on like the Spotify and iTunes platforms, with pre-roll ads as well as mid-roll ads and end roll and an actual sponsored that. segment yeah. and everything else, we want to break it up a little bit more. The idea was always to get it all out of the way early. Yeah, but now there's so much. It's it's gotten to where we don't really get to the content for a few minutes. Yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and push the Patreon read name reading to the end. Right. So this is actually more of the standard thing that you see across all different creators. You know, if you watch the progression series, it's at the end. If you yeah, yeah. watch whatever, it's almost always at the end. Yeah, so we're just getting more in line with other content creators who do stuff similar to us. Right. We're, we're kind of falling into the standard. Yep. which is probably what we should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, of course, to our patrons for supporting the podcast, but we're going to do the name readings at the end from now on. Also, we have gotten suggestions on the patron content. If you are interested in hearing us talk, we've been talking about Pokemon lately, but if you want to hear us talk about Kingdom Hearts in the upcoming episode, again, if you subscribe to the patron, it gets you an extra episode every week at at least the $5 tier. $1 tier gets your name, $5 tier gets an extra episode. And I think at the five dollar and up tiers, you start getting merch. Yep. So, okay. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about our main form of dis- our main piece of discussion today, which is, of course, the ban list. Yep. We are in ban list season, so it's it's about that time. Right. So let's go ahead and kind of discuss what we. I I think a more appropriate thing to do here would be less what we hope to see and more what we think will actually happen realistic shots at, yeah. like cards that have a realistic shot at getting hit and i think that there's some pretty glaring issues with the format that need to be addressed i mean one of the glaring issues being the fact that we're in a mostly tier zero format it it kind of ebbs and flows in, in and out of being a tier, tier zero format it's weird right you know because like one weekend tier will be 70 percent represented next weekend it's 60 next week it's 55 and the next week it's back up to 75 it's weird it, it really is odd but i think it's really safe to call this a tier zero format i think that you mainly the, the main reason that you see tier limit falling below that kind of 65% yeah. threshold that people look for, which is just an arbitrary number, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, But I think the reason that you have that number being, or the reason that you see it falling below that number is because tier limit is kind of unique in tier zero decks in that there is an entire pool of hate for that deck, right? I mean... You have Dweller. Well, okay. <laughs> but, okay, you say Dweller, but yeah. there's not just Dweller. It's also D-Shifter. Oh, yeah. And now you have Dimensional Barrier. No, yeah. not, not not Barrier. Dimensional Fissure. Fissure. Yeah, Macrocosmos. Also at uh, three. Different Dimension Ground. Yeah, all Silent Graveyard is being Silent side-decked. Silent Graveyard. There's just so... Bistials. Yeah, the Bistials themselves. Like, literally any any deck that can just put two level fours on board, it, it can just go, cool, I now have a Dweller. And I shut your deck off for the turn. Congratulations. Right. I think that it is... Uh, hmm. 
I think it's, it's really unique in that sense that there's so many different ways to disrupt the deck inherently because of yeah. its. I mean, its core essence is just interacting in the graveyard. Yeah. Whereas normally that's not a thing as much. Well, I mean, because I mean, like with previous tier, I mean, because with the the most the most like the most similar tiers of a deck I think of. I can think of is uh, Dragon Rulers, right? Um, Which most... didn't have this much targeted graveyard hate. Be, but part, but that part of that was because they used the graveyard as just kind of a you sit there for a minute and I'll be right back, right? And then right. they do some other stuff and go, okay, cool, this is going to grab this back out and keep going. And the graveyard effects were just were they weren't like extra; they were they were needed. But if they were shut out, they still had other things they could do. As opposed to Tierlement, where that is their thing, is the is the activate effects in Grave, right? Meaning that without them, they can't play. So, I think though that what's crazy is that Tierlement is still tier zero with all this stuff, even though it does ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Even with all this targeted hate, this deck is definitely still tier zero in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, because if, if it goes off, it. Mm. I mean, it's not if it goes off. It's it's when it goes off. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, oh, oh, yeah, it okay. very, very, very rarely breaks. Um, oh, yeah, no. And, like, a lot of... And, like, most of that hate, though, only lasts for, like, one turn. They're for Dimension Ground, Silent right, Graveyard, right. and this Dweller being the three main ones. Only last for one... Only are very limited to how long they last. Uh, oh, D-Shifter. Yeah, D-Shifter 2. Um, that's two turns, but, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Dweller can also hit two turns. Because attach one. Detach yeah, one. sure, sure. Um, Shifter hits two turns. D D D Different dimension ground only hits one turn. Son Graver only works for one turn. After that, you gotta, you gotta knock, you gotta knock them out. If you don't, they're just gonna do what they do. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I got, I got I asked for mailbag questions. I, I got distracted by one of them. Wow. <laughs> so I think that the. The first thing that we're going to do is talk about the tier limit deck and how we yeah. would hit it. So there have been other banlist videos that have come out recently. Mainly, I know that me and you both watched Josh Schmidt's banlist mm -hmm. video, which I, I got to say, Josh Schmidt is one of the most informed content creators that oh, yeah. there is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He spent a solid 15 minutes on just talking about one card for tier limits. Right. And it's not just the depth that he of knowledge that he has of this format. It's his depth of knowledge at the highest levels of the game. We're talking about somebody that has several YCS wins. We're talking about somebody that has been to worlds multiple mm -hmm. times. He is one of the best players he's in Yu-Gi-Oh today. He's got the credentials to back him up when he, when he says stuff. Right. So when you see somebody like him talking about something like the format, how the format has developed, what cards you see as problem cards, mm -hmm. what cards need to be hit and don't you take it not just with it you take it with more than a grain of salt right you take it with some real brevity you take it with the whole salt shaker right <laughs> so with that said i echo a lot of what he said i believe that he's right on most things not everything i disagree with some yeah there's one or two things i disagreed with as well so the first thing though is the tier limit deck which 
in our opinion, or I should not even say our opinion, my opinion, let's kind of go through it card by card mm -hmm. and talk about the cards that we believe are the biggest problem cards and the cards that we think need to be hit. So uh, I think the number one place is, I think what you can do to start with is look at the OCG mm -hmm. and look at what their ban list looks like. And how little it did. Well, sure, but also <laughs> the the look at how much they've hit that deck. Granted, yeah, yeah and it's still the number one deck of the format, which says a lot. <laughs> granted, that yeah. deck is, but that's an OCG land, right? Which is a different, completely different format because like Maxi exists, right? So I think the thing to remember is the OCG ban list is hit a lot more in a way where more decks are competitive. Mm -hmm. And I think that the OCG format is a lot more casual. So it's it's a very different format by all means. Oh yeah, no, no. different ban list, different card pool altogether. Cause right. they're what, two sets ahead of us? At this point, I think. Yeah, cause they're getting ready to get. Cyber, Cyberstorm Access comes out in the next couple of weeks over there, I believe. Yeah. And we, we, yeah, we will be two core sets behind them once Cyberstorm Access releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they're two sets ahead of us at all times, just about. Yeah, um, if not more. Yeah. Uh, so they have access to cards that we don't even have access to yet. Right, six months ahead of time. Yeah. Um. So, for example, they were in. They have already gotten the. Over there, the field spell for tier limit is already limited. Mm -hmm. We don't have it yet. Which is crazy. No, we have the tier limit field spell. It's apparently no. I'm sorry, the Kshatri field yeah, spell. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like they've done, gotten it, ha had to suffer through it, and it's been limited. Yes. But but that being said, they got they limited it real quick. Like the the very next balance that came out, boom, limited. It was quick. Yeah, and, and granted, that's maybe the fastest I've ever seen a card get hit without it being an emergency list, but. Mm -hmm. Still, because oh, yeah, normally the way the OCG th does things is like card comes out, it, some, it usually gets a full ban list. The next ban list it goes down to two and then to one. Kind of, right, kind of slow. But no, they went the very next ban list. Boom, back drop drop to one. Yeah. So I think the number one place to start is where they have, which is Kit Kalos. So Kit Kalos is a problem <laughs> kikalos is a huge problem i personally believe that it will be banned on the next ban list i i want it to be banned but i think they're just gonna limit it to one which for the most part does, does nothing does nothing because aren't they already only running one most of them are yeah but there's some there's some particular ones that are running two because of Kshatri Unicorn. Yeah. But most of them are only running one. Yeah, but I, I I want it to be banned. If it gets banned, great. But I fully expect, suspect that Konami will limit it for no reason. <sighs> I I think Konami has been making much better banless decisions as of late than they have in the past. Mm -hmm. And I have faith that Konami will do the smart thing should they hit it and ban it. We, this is not the OCG land where they limited VFD, right? This is TCG land where VFD got banned outright. After how long are people saying it needs to be banned? Once Virtual World got a hold of it and was a yeah, deck. Yeah, and was dropping multiples. Yes. It took 
a few months. Yeah. So um, it, it took longer for VFD to get hit than Arch Nemesis Protoss did for Sword Soul. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then like my, but like I said, if if they ban it, great. It needs to be. That's where I think it needs to go. Knowing Konami's track record, probably probably the one. Yeah, I I will say I think it gets banned, but that brings up another card that's played a lot in that deck, which is Instant Fusion. The thing is, I don't think they're ever going to. Hit, I don't think they're going to hit Instant Fusion, and I have a good reason why they're not going to hit it. Sure. So B Troopers about to get a brand new card. Sure. It is level five, and it has got a really powerful effect. It is the perfect Instant Fusion target. Sure. They're going to want to push that in B Troopers, so they're not going to touch Instant Fusion because they're probably going to straight up say, "Yeah, you instant, use Instant Fusion, pull this out, get a search, let's go." The counterpoint to that is that I don't think they care enough about B Trooper to justify that. Entirely possible. But I, I mean, if Kit Kalos is gone, there's no point in banning Instant Fusion. There's always going to be something else that's powerful for Instant Fusion. So I think in your scenario where they limit Kit Kalos, I think you have to ban Instant yeah, Fusion. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no. If they limit Kit Kalos, they have to ban Instant Fusion. If they ban Kit Kalos, Instant Fusion's fine. It's fine staying at one. Yeah. I think that... I think that in my list, I don't think Instant Fusion gets banned. Although, I'm going to be honest. It was... It should be. I, I think Instant Fusion should definitely be banned, whether Kit Kalos is banned or not. I think it's enabled too much for too long. It even... I mean, even just letting you go into like Millenniumize restrict to, you know, yeah, insulate your insulate lines, right? Yeah. Anything like that. I just, I truly believe that instant fusion is a problem and will be a problem for any fusions that are level five or below, forever. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely limits uh, designs have to be very careful with their level five and lower fusions, right? From pretty much as long as it exists. For now, I think it's fine at one. If they if they ban Kit Kalos, right, right. Um, if they don't, if they don't ban Kit Kalos, then it needs to go. Right. If they do, it's fine at one for now, because uh, again, B Trooper getting their level five. Yeah, I, uh, I just and then the mm. one of it, it then just becomes uh, another copy of Call by the Grave, basically. It's just a sacky blowout to me. I, I don't I don't like yeah. it. Okay, so. Next, we have the Tier Limit engine itself, as mm -hmm. far as the main deck cards. So, I think you have Havness, Murley, Rhino Heart, and Sheeran. Sharon. That's right. So, of these, do you think any will get hit? And if so, which one's into what? Uh, I, I know for a fact Havness is going to get hit, hopefully to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth be told, any other, after that, any of the rest of them could be hit and it'd be fine down to two one or two at that point at that point it's just names less less of their actual effects yeah and, and this is a term that i got from mbt but i think w a critical mass right yes. that's what you have to worry about so i personally and people are going to think i'm crazy for this i think Merley needs to get banned really specifically Merley needs to go why specifically Merley? Because she's level two. 
Oh, fair point. Fair point. She is the enabler between uh between Sprite and Tyrell. Yes. So, yeah, so yeah. Mer- Merly is really the thing that allows the. It, okay, so I feel like, in a lot of ways, if you really, 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 just throttle down the Ashizu package, maybe limit everything, which is what I'm gonna call for, because well, it doesn't do anything unless you do that. Well, well, yeah, because anyway, at that point it's like, okay, cool, I'll just deal with it. Cause like in my Medolce, Ishizu Medolce build, I'm running three Medora, two Keldo, one Kelbeck. If they limited them, I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. That's just an extra three slots for me to put other stuff in. It's not that big a deal because you still run the engine, right? Yeah. Whereas if you look at if you look at the tier limit deck, let's say you limit down all of the Ishizu cards. Hmm? You're, they're just gonna replace that package with another consistency package, which is Sprite. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably even going to still run them. They're yeah, they would probably they would probably run all four of the Ishizu cards yeah, if they're and limited, then, and then just fill in those slots that that originally got emptied out because of the limits with a sprite core. Because right. Because Merly, uh, I I said the word a second ago. Because Merly is synergistic. Energi- uh, energizes? No. Synergizes. Yeah, she synergizes and ena- and she enables the cro- the right the crossing over between the two archetypes. I believe Merle needs to go, and I think Sheeran needs to be limited, and Havenus needs to be semi-limited. I, I think three tier limit names total is, well, and three Rhino Hearts, so six total, well, is I, fine. Well, I would say, I would actually say that you switch around uh, the your limit and semi-limit, I'd switch them around first. So you would you would semi-Sheeran and, and limit, limit Havenus. Okay. Me personally, I, I would other than that, I, I completely agree. So, my reasoning there mm-hmm. is that Havness, something needs to happen for his effect to happen. Right? So, mm-hmm. for him to mill, your opponent has to activate a monster effect on the field. And then yeah. he, during their turn, and then he specials himself and then mills. Whereas Sharon is just a normal summon mill. That's. And mm-hmm. it's level four. Which makes it easier to do rank four plays oh, with. I thought Havenus was level four. Havenus is three. Okay, I did, okay. Then I I changed it. Then I changed change it, and I agree with you. I yeah. I got their two levels mixed up. Right. So, I I know that it's really intense to ban Merlin. Yeah. Ban like, Kit Kalos, limit Sharon, semi, and semi Havenus. Yeah. It's a lot, and I know that it's a lot. But you're not going to properly and adequately address this deck without doing a lot. And for that matter, that leaves one more tier limit card worth talking about, which is the field spell. Perlino, the enabler. I think it needs to be limited too. Yeah, yeah, it should probably be limited. Look at how many Zodiac cards have done time on the ban list. Listen, listen, like my experience with that field spell was it took it made my opponent from being un- unable to play the game to almost going full board and the only reason why i was able to stop them going full board is because i had hand traps galore right and even then whenever they top deck another one they're a lot with one still on board the only reason why they didn't win right there is because is exactly because i had pangertop sitting there right who could just on activation pop it get rid of it no search it's the only reason why i didn't lose right there right I just, yeah, it, it needs to go. It needs to be limited. That's what that's what I'm saying. 
even if you compare it to where Zodiacs were with their bands at their peak. So in September 2018, which I, I just, I know Zodiacs were popular in 2017. Yeah. I just went to a random list in 2018 that I knew would have a lot of Zodiac cards. You're looking at Broad Bull and Dryden being banned, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have, let's see. Rap here got limited, didn't he? Rat Pierre was limited. And at this time, I'm trying to find where Zodiac Barrage is. I mean, you can just control F or command F if you're on a Mac. Yeah. Um, so at this point, you have three cards from this deck on the ban list. Mm-hmm. And where is Zodiac Barrage? Like I said, man, command F. What's not on the ban list? Oh, interesting. So. Where it be? It probably, it probably got, like, limited... Well, because, like... I don't think it got banned until, like... Zodiac Trap Brigade is when I remember it getting banned. And at that point, it was like, why? It had been banned or limited once before. Okay, and then got brought back and then banned again. Yeah, it's, it's moved around the list a lot. Anyway, so. but that's three names on, on the list. Two were banned, one was limited. Right. Because at the end of the day, a tier zero deck is tier zero for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to hit hit it hit it real hard. I mean, because, like, look at the fumbling of Dragon Ruler. Originally, they just banned the babies. That did nothing. Then they limited the adults while the babies were still banned. That did nothing. So then they finally well, just... Well, that, that slowed it down, but it didn't... It yeah. didn't stop. It was still a deck. Yeah, it was it w- a shell, but it was a deck. Yeah, and then finally they said, okay, we got, we got to ban the Dragon Wars altogether. Right. But the fact that they that they took three major hits to finally not to finally keep knock that deck out of existence. It it's baffling, yeah. to be honest. It went through three rounds of banning and limiting and well, yeah. it went through two rounds of some sev- some seriously heavy banning and limiting. Yes. Still was like the number one or number two deck. Yeah. We're finally getting the big old bay hammer become Tier zero decks are tier zero for a reason. It takes a lot to hit him, is what we're saying. Right. Yeah, I, I just... Just to bring them on par with everything else. So the initial Zodiac hits for a long time was just Broad Bull, Dryden, and Rapier, it seems. Which That is... was the initial wave of hits. But on the September 2017 list, I mean, look how long this list is. Look how many cards are here. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, this is at, on par with many of the most impactful lists of all time. And it was because the entire format needed a heavy shakeup. Yeah. And and that's really what we need. This ban list needs to be a hard reset on the format in, in a way that we, we really haven't seen since either this list or the January 2019 list. Yeah. I, I feel like every two to three years there needs to be a a hard reset with the ban list yeah yeah, yeah. and i think this is the perfect time to do it so in my opinion you limit the field spell you ban merley you Mm -hmm. ban kit kalos you limit the sharon you semi-limit havness that's five cards yeah and havness probably goes to three either stays at three or goes back to three with very soon yeah so and then on the tier on the ishizu side just 
yeah, you have to semi semi limit all of them. I agree. I, I think if you, you have to semi. No, I think you have to limit all of them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Limit because if you don't, they'll just go. They'll just shrug and go. I'll just fill in the holes with the with the other ones that you didn't right. semi limit or that you didn't limit or semi limit. So I'm all, we're, I'm always going to be at the number of names I need. Right. I think that. Uh, uh, I know that that's a lot of hits and it feels like it's all to one deck, but the Ishizu cards are a problem in more than one deck. Oh, absolutely. They're a problem and they're also a future problem that Yeah, they're, they're they will always limit future game design. Uh oh yeah, particularly uh, with fuel with a uh, graveyard interaction and you know, putting stuff in graves, stuff like that. Uh like it it's utilized in Madolce making it a very powerful deck. It's utilized in Naturia making it a very powerful deck surprisingly. Yeah. And like both those decks are made entirely by a combination of the Vernus Elves and their weird cohabitation with the uh, Ishizu cards, just because they're Earth Fairies as well. Right. So I think that that properly addresses Ishizu tier to a point that I don't think will actually happen, but I would really like to see it happen. Yeah, yeah, no, th yeah, no. Like <clears throat> it, it'd be great. It'd be cool. I don't think they're going to hit the like. I personally don't think they're going to touch the Ishizu cards yet. Because they've only been out for what two months. I think if we get a ban list, I don't think we get a ban list till February. At yeah. which case, it'll be three months. Yeah. But the cards are already ubiquitous enough to where it's worth addressing. That is fair. <sighs> the next thing is if you hit the tier limit deck to this extent, it causes a ripple effect. Of course. Um, then all of the next best decks become the best decks. Yes. But then then you also have to take into account the, the next best decks, quote mm -hmm. unquote, that were utilizing bits and pieces of those engines. Right. Which Sprite is not. And I think Sprite would also be, needs to be addressed. Yeah. It would be the next best deck in the room. Because so, it was before Tier <sighs> became a thing. Right. How do you address Sprite? Okay. As of now, I would probably limit blue limit jet the black one jet's the one that searches a spell trap yeah limit jet limit blue and maybe limit elf i would personally mm -hmm. limit jet mm -hmm. specifically and ban elf and then leave blue at three yeah that's fair i, I, I would leave fair. blue at three and starter, I would. People are gonna not like this. I think starter at two would be really good. The thing is, I my opinion on starter is my is the same opinion I have on quick launch. They probably never should have printed it. The difference with starter versus quick launch is that it is a it is one a hard once per turn, mm -hmm. and starter is much more restrictive. Right. It, it, yes. it not only does it burn you, but it also locks you into level rank link twos. Yes, compared to quick launch, which is just fetch a rocket monster. Rocket, yeah, rocket monster. Um, I don't think either one of those cards should have been printed. But of the two, Sprite Starter is definitely less egregious by a lot, actually, because of all the limitation stuff. But they do it. They were printed. They exist. So now we have to deal with it. So I could, I could see a uh, start, sprite starter limit. But if you ban elf, I don't think that's entirely necessary. Semi limit would still be fine. Again, banning elf. 
Right. But I think the deck does need to be addressed. Oh, yeah, big time. It. I, I really don't think that a limit to Jet is debatable. No, oh, no, 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 definitely not. Um, but, you know, Jet's got to be limited, limited. Again, if they if they don't ban uh, Elf and just limit it, then they have to limit Blue. If they ban Elf... You mean Starter? Starter and Blue. That point, oh, okay. I'd say both at that point. Um, but then if they... I don't think limiting Elf does anything, because most of them only... Okay, well, okay, hold on. I take that back. I take that back. If you run it in a tier limit deck, then it, you only run one. In a sprite deck, you do run two to three elf. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. If you if you run it, if you don't ban elf and just limit it, then limit blue, limit starter, limit uh, jet. If they ban elf, then limit jet, semi-limit uh, starter, and leave blue alone. Yeah. At that point. And the next one is Fluanderies. Oh, just ban the barrier statue. I think Flu is great uh, without the barrier statue. I agree, but I also want Harpy's Featherstorm banned. So do I, but I don't think they're going to touch it. I don't think they will, but... I would like to see it gone. I would like to see it in barrier statue. I'm going to be honest. I want Featherstorm gone more than I want barrier statue gone. <laughs> so... Bar barrier statue has more ways to interact with it. I can negate oh, its yeah. effects and stuff. Oh, yeah, you can, or you can just normal summon swing over it. Yeah, it's I can do very, something. Yeah. But not not Harpy's Featherstorm. Dude, I, I I dislike Harpy's Featherstorm so much more than Barry's Statue, and it's not fair. even funny. No, that's entirely fair. I, I acknowledge that by getting rid uh, <clears throat> by getting rid of Barrier Statue, you really do change up the dynamics of that deck in mm -hmm. a big way. Well, because now they have to rely mm. on opening. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. With the feather storm. Well, to which to be fair, they have to rely on opening Eaglin or Robin or uh, Rabina. Well, and they also run prosperity and duality and yeah, stuff so like can, that to dig yeah. deeper. But realistically, I do genuinely believe that Featherstorm is a much more unfun card than the than the Barrier Statue. Yeah, but like both like Barrier Statue needs to be banned, and then they need to do something about the Featherstorm. Even something I don't know what ban yes. it, limit it, something. So errat the, it. Yes. I think that after that, you start getting into like the singleton cards here and there, and well, even other strategies. Well, but like they're more rogue. There is one other card that could be debated on being limited or on being limited or banned. More on the simulate, in my opinion, possibly just straight up limit map. 
Ah, the Floundry's mm. map. Yeah. But if they ban um, Barry Statue and the Featherstorm, I think map's fine at three. I agree. I, I, in my opinion, if you hit the Barrier <clears throat> Statue and Featherstorm, it will, if you hit Barrier Statue alone, maybe semi limit the map. But yeah. if you can hit Barrier Statue and Featherstorm, map's fine at three. You can leave map at three. I yeah. don't care about map. I nearly as much as yeah. I care about the. I, I really hate Featherstorm. I, I yeah. cannot stress that enough. Now, Featherstorm yeah. is one of my least favorite cards in Yu Gi Oh! right now. I mean, now, yeah, M Pen is a skill drain while on field, but it's a skill drain you can play around. Yeah, because it only affects attack position monsters, I believe. Yeah, that is correct. It only affects attack position monsters, and so it's it's easy to play. It's it's entire. It's possible to play around. I literally played through an entire Fluandere's board one time because he had Impen, and he didn't have a chance to get into the barrier statue. Mm-hmm. And I just specialed Ecclesia in defense position, and then just and then special Taya in defense position. Yeah, and, and then Chi Xiao in defense position, and then and Baxi in defense position, and shuffle it and the map. Oh, back. that works too. Yeah. Yeah. That works too. Yeah, like I was gonna say, you could also just make Chi Zhao and then in defense position, then effect negate. Yeah, I just shuffled them back. It was yeah. easier. Yeah, that works too. That way, I could normal summon too. Yeah. Well, like it, again, it's it's an interaction you can play around. Yes. As opposed to just monster effect, your all your monster effects are negated for the turn. Yeah. And you can't. And after it's been activated and resolved, you can't stop it. I really. I don't hate Fluanderese, actually. I don't know that I've ever lost to Fluanderese in a tournament. I have. And I lost because of Barrier Statue. Exactly Barrier Statue. Really? Plus the Featherstorm. See, and like I said, Barrier, barrier statue, statue plus something else. Bar- I, yeah, Barrier Statue doesn't even like bother me as much as Featherstorm does. I, the thing that really bothers me is they'll set the Barrier Statue, pass, normal something, something swing over, and then they just bounce back to your hand with uh, Ryza. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, I think that the deck actually has kind of interesting interactions and stuff, but Barrier Statue just kind of takes away from the deck. Yeah, yeah. So, with that said, are there any other cards you want to talk about, address, hit, anything like that? So, one card that I've seen discussed a lot, once again, is Called by the Grave. But people talk about this card... Every every banless season, banless, yeah. I think it's fine at one. I think it should go. I I disagree heavily. I think that call by is a sacky one of that is unsearchable, and you cannot adequately play around it because you cannot adequately game plan for it. Mm-hmm. All it does is insulate combo decks for the most part. I do not believe that it is nearly as skill intensive of a card. As there are other ones, and don't get me wrong, it has moments where it's like, wow, I feel like the greatest player alive, but it's rare. I mean, okay, cool. I think it's fine at one. Fair enough. Now, whether to ban it, <clears throat> I won't shed a tear. A that, car- that That's literally my full opinion is, I think it's fine at one if they ban it. Oh, well. You know a card that I don't think will get hit, but I would really love to see either banned or at the very least limited was that super poly yeah super poly has been like the bane of my existence for a (laughs) decade listen 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 garura 
I understand the concept of Garura being a thing and they printed Garura. They obviously want the interaction with Garura and Super Poly. And I get that. But it's dumb. It is. Ban it. It's a dumb card. Listen, listen. I used to play... Uh, I played Shadal. Hero I played Hero Beat back in the day. Yeah, I play, I like I got back in this game with Shadal. The deck that can most abuse Super Poly. I think it probably needs to go. I don't know if it's the deck that can most abuse it. I think that actually is still Hero. I mean, they can, well, they don't really utilize it now, I don't think, do they? Oh, they can. Yeah, they can, but do they? Some versions of the deck do. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I've seen um, people play a full Super Poly package just for the sake of using Super Poly. Like, they're playing, like, two Esquardo, a Shining, a Nova Master, whatever, okay, Great Tornado, whatever yeah. they need to. But it's just like... But, I mean, like, imagine you're up against Shadal, and they just go normal and like up against a deck with a dark monster do they just go normal summon squamata super poly make window effective squamata and just go off right and get a free window off of it all right so are there any other cards that you feel like we need to address uh i can't think of any more off the top of my head okay i can't think of any off the top of my head either i know that it would be kind of dangerous to do a list like this and then just nothing else because yeah. it is definitely possible that if you do something like this where you annihilate Tear Lament and you hurt yeah, you, Sprite and Flu, then you end up with all the other decks and you kind of just end up with like last summer's format, which you don't really yeah. want. But I also acknowledge that to me, I don't really have too much of an issue with Sword Soul or Despia. And I'm not saying that as a Sword Soul player, I'm saying that as somebody that loves Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> This is coming from somebody who doesn't play Sword Soul. I think Sword Soul is a perfectly acceptable deck. I agree. It, it's, I agree heavily. It, yeah, it's it's. I'm biased, but I heavily agree. It's like it's broken, but fairly broken, if that makes sense. It's very normal summon reliant, which is its crutch. Yeah, like it's kind of like like I'm trying to think of a better way to describe it. Like it's broken, but fairly, but it's fair. In the way that it's broken is the only thing I can think of. I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope other people understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you say we go ahead and do some mailbag questions? Heck yeah. All right. So, imagine if they made extra deck Toon Synchro Monsters, starting with Stardust Dragon. They created a new Toon monster as well, called a Tuner. Who is a generic level four tune effect monster that has the effect of if you control a tune world and a tune monster, you can treat this card as a tuner. This card can be treated as levels one, two, three, or four if you synchro summon a tune monster from your extra deck. Okay. So okay. would tunes become more viable with an in-house extra deck package? Is the It would become more viable. It would become more viable. But not by a lot, but not by a lot. Because then those tune extra deck monsters have to be really beefy. I think my thing with it is that if you start making tune extra deck monsters, they have to accomplish something. Yeah, not... And Toon Stardust just isn't good enough. It's the reason well, Stardust isn't played right now. If well, they made Toon Chaos rule, Chaos Chaotic Magical Dragon or whatever... Well, no, no, because you, you, know. also, you also have to remember that the Toon version of a monster doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with what the original monster did. Some of them do, but not all... But actually, most of them don't. The only one I know of that does what it non-tune similar to what its non-tune version is, does is Cyber Dragon. Toon Cyber Dragon. Yeah. Because like 
So like, cause Toon Red Eyes, Toon Red Eyes Blight Dragon has an effect, which is more more than the other one does. Toon Dark Magician. Same thing. Toon Black Luster Soldier, who's based not off of Envoy, he's based off the Ritual. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Has an effect. So, and then like Toon Dark Magician Girl is one of the ones that has that permits the exact same effect as regular Dark Magician Girl. In that for every Dark Magician, she gains an attack buff. But then she does something else too, and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Doesn't matter. She's not run. Um, right. Toon Harpy Lady. Yeah, and like I, I get that they all do different things. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so, that it would vault them into competitiveness. It would basically have to be. If you control a tune monster, you can splash some of this card from like for the tuner, it'd be yeah. like tune junk war junk uh junk synchron. Uh yeah. if you control a tune monster, you can splash some of this card from your hand. the it can be treated as any level, blah, tune, blah, blah, blah. tuner. Yeah. Um and then like the tune stardust, it let's go that route. Right. Would have to be like this big beefy boss monster. That can lie. That just does way too much for a singular card. That have to do like a multi-package. It would have to be literally Toon shooting Quasar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd have to be like Toon Stardust, whose whose effect then revives the tuner to go in a Toon Quasar. Right. Essentially. Essentially is what would have to happen there. Yeah. All right. May have been answered for all I know. I don't know. Uh, if okay, if you were to try that new Disney card game, Lorcana, uh, would it get f- a featured episode on the pod? Potentially. Probably. Potentially. We would, we would definitely cool. discuss it. Yeah. Uh, to each of you, what is your dream pet? I like my cat. Okay, so I have a realistic answer and an unrealistic answer. That's fair. My realistic answer is I would love to have a good, docile, calm, chill cat. Mm-hmm. Just a cat. I would love to have a cat. We can't have a cat because my wife is allergic, but I would love yeah. to have a cat. My unrealistic answer is I always wonted to have a giant fish tank with a coelacanth. That's fair. Which uh, are super illegal to own, but I've always uh, wanted one. Oh, yeah, like that one dude from uh, Atlantis. Yes! Yes! That's the exact reason that I want one. <laughs> that That's the inspiration. I can't bl- I was about to say, have you ever fun, seen Atlantis? Holy fun moly! Fact, fun fact. Wow! That scene takes place like four years before, before they were discovered yeah yep i trust me i know i've yeah. done much coelacanth research anyway much more than any reasonable person anyway I- i'm happy with my cat my gizmo is fantastic i like cats i, I genuinely do enjoy cats i just i can't have one so yeah all right uh favorite ice cream flavor oh uh i like strawberry i like i'm just like a, a really standard chocolate person i like chocolate I also, I do enjoy Rocky Road. Specifically, the strawberry ice cream with the strawberry chunks in it. Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fancy, fancy. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite Pokemon or Pokemon game from RBY to present day? Like Red, Blue, Yellow to present. Ooh. Ooh, that's... Okay, I can't say favorite Pokemon because... You literally cannot choose. I literally cannot choose from a list of like 30. I thought you were going to say a list of a thousand. So that's better than I thought. No, like 30 that all that all to me equally are my favorites. Uh, As far as my favorite game, that's also a tough one. I'm usually more fun. So far, it's been Legends Arceus, actually. Um, You in the past, it's just been whatever the newest one was, was my favorite because 
Because I've been playing since red, blue, and yellow. And when he says he's been playing, it he means he gets every new Pokemon game, mm-hmm. day of release, without mm-hmm. fail. I have failed that all of them. once. Really? One time. What was it? Uh, it was Pokemon Pearl. That's not true. I, I was with you release day for that one. You were there. No, no, I got it. No, I got it like a week later. I'm almost positive I was with you on release day. You, no, no, I was not. No, no, you were with me when I got it. I was not. I, because Pearl came out before we met. I, we yeah, met. Yeah. It was Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yes. We were we were together for that one. I, I got Pearl oh, like a week later. I have then, never gotten a Pokemon game like day of release. I also never got red, blue, or yellow on day release because you couldn't find them. Right, that makes sense. And then gold, silver, crystal, same thing. Sapphire, ruby, and sapphire and ruby, I got for Christmas that year, like a week after it came out or something like that. So what you're saying is your initial claim of getting them all except for Pearl was a blatant lie. Yes, because then I was sitting there going back through. It's like, wait, no, because we, there was no place for us to get them yet until Pearl. Yeah. So. I have never I've never gotten a Pokemon game day of release ever. Yeah. Um, Closest I ever came was Diamond. I got Diamond not long after release, maybe yeah. a day or two. Um I take that back. I got I got Heart Gold day of release. Yeah. Okay. So Cuz we we waited outside our GameStop for yeah. an hour until they opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to what I was saying though. Um so I have seen the way that the, this game is developed, I've played just about every Pokemon game up to this point, including a vast majority, a va- not all of them, a vast majority of the um, side games, side games, and the home console titles back when Pokemon was primarily handheld. Mm-hmm. I've played Stadium, Stadium Two, uh, uh, XD of Yellow Darkness, Coliseum. Uh, I played a little bit of Battle Frontier, not a lot, but it, there was no story to that game. It was just kind of an online. It was the online component to. Uh, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, so that's... I don't think it was online entirely. It, it did have a solo mode, but it was not... But it was kind of bring your bring in your Pokemon from Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum into... Like an HD version. Yeah, in these little challenge battles yeah. that you don't get anything for. Um, yeah. So I, I never bothered with that one, but... Uh, so, so like I said, so I've been able to see how this game has evolved from, you know red from red and blue all the way through now so every game since then i because then i just think wow you know kid if you know if me from like 10 years ago could see the way where pokemon games are now right it'd blow his mind so my favorite generation has always been gen 3 but my favorite individual game is probably Pokemon Platinum. I I put over 400 hours into Pokemon Platinum, which is more hours than I put into any other Pokemon game. Which I know is less hours than you put into any Pokemon game. But it's more for me. Uh, I, I also very, very thoroughly enjoyed Let's Go Eevee and Legends Arceus. I thoroughly enjoyed those. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Let's Go Pikachu. You thoroughly enjoyed every Pokemon game. Uh... There is exactly two that I did not thoroughly enjoy. Really? I didn't know that you had any that you didn't thoroughly enjoy. Uh, I only enjoyed, not thoroughly enjoyed, Platinum only because it was a lot of me going through the exact same stuff I went through in Diamond and Pearl. 
Yeah, but Crystal and Emerald were similar. I know, but I... Because I had more of an intention span back then. I guess. And then same thing with uh, Ultrasun Ultraman, where it just kind of, it was just kind of felt like the same story again. I was like, oh, so I got to go through this part again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I okay, so I stopped playing after X and Y, which when I say I I got Ultrasun, uh, no uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Well, sure, yeah. Okay, so I got when I really got into Pokemon. I was playing red version and blue version and gold version. Those were like the three ones mm-hmm. that I like rotated through and played all over and over. And like I had a friend at school and I, we always talked about Pokemon red, Pokemon red, yada, yada. And I didn't realize. Um, and this is, I swear, this is when I was getting into Pokemon mm-hmm. because I was about nine, eight or nine at the time. And my friend at school was like yeah i love pokemon red he's like did you do this and i was like no i didn't i couldn't do that that's weird turns out he was playing pokemon fire red yeah and i was playing red yeah red red right like game boy uh, like nintendo game boy game boy color yeah did i get my color the brick before the game boy color uh well i was playing it on a game boy color Yeah, yeah yeah you could okay so i was playing pokemon red now I only had those because I was given them Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until like a a bit later that I convinced my parents to get me a Game Boy or a a Nintendo DS Lite, Mm -hmm. right? Like they'll kind of like rounded edges ones. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that one. Right. So I get a Nintendo DS and the first Pokemon game that I really got early in its cycle was Diamond and then Platinum. And then, so I, I I got Diamond, Platinum, and Heart Gold all very early in their cycles. Mm-hmm. And then after that was what? Black, White, Black 2, White 2. Okay. Black and White, I played thoroughly. I played all the way through, and I didn't enjoy it as much as Platinum, but I, I enjoyed it. I never played Black 2, White 2. The next one that I got after that was X and Y. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed X. I got X. Okay. I I very much enjoyed X. And I really enjoyed Alpha Sapphire. I really enjoyed Alpha Sapphire. What's funny is Mm -hmm. I borrowed Emerald from my friend, that friend. Mm -hmm. So I had played Emerald. Oh, okay. But I had, even though Gen 3 was always my favorite because I always loved all the different Pokemon. You never actually sat down to play the game. I Yeah, I never like <laughs> really put hours into it. I know the cities, the, the pathways yeah. that you follow. I know the general outline of the plot. I know all the Pokemon. They're, like, I know the generation. But I had never really sat down and put hours into yeah, the game. Yeah. So to go from that to you know alpha sapphire which i still have my 3ds with my i have a digital copy of alpha sapphire and i've got like i don't know 100 or so hours into it which is i don't play online at all ever i do not play pokemon online unless i have a friend that has the game and i'm like we like we battle so but i i pokemon is a very different experience for me than it might be for you oh yeah big because i only do the pokedex and the story and things like that 
I, I don't do online play at all. It does. It just doesn't interest me for Pokemon. No, that, that's entirely fair. For it's, reasons we've discussed. Yeah, it's not for length. everyone. Uh, I mean, I, I, I always do the Pokedex as best I can. Yeah, but you... I don't understand. You can 100% a Pokedex in like three days of the game's release. I don't understand how you do it. I can't 100% a Pokedex in three like months after the game's release. Uh, it, it's never taken me three days. It normally take it normally takes me about two, about a week, maybe two. Uh, Scarlet Violet took me two weeks because I couldn't put in the hours I normally would. If I did, I'd probably it probably actually only took me like four or five days. But that's insane. How do you just? I don't understand how you grind through evolving all the Pokemon, going like how you figure out where everything is. Do you just Google everything? If I need to. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, like, and it's not like I go from area to area. Like, what I do is I go through the game, catch what I catch what I need, and then it's like, okay, here's what I'm missing, and I go back and ca- and go Google where I need to go get the things I'm missing. So you you just like power through the main game. Oh yeah, and what I normally do is I'll kind of collect like a good selection. Of varied Pokemon, level them up as I need to, so that way I've got like a, instead of having a team, I'll have like I'll have so instead of have a team of six, I'll have like eighteen Pokemon that I can switch around and roll right, right by the end of the game, and then I pick six to go into the Elite Four with, because at that point, right, right, yeah, that, that's all that I makes normally. sense. And then I go back through and go find what I need to find, unless there's a Pokemon where like no, I need this. Yeah. Because there have been several times where I'm like, no, I need to know where this is now. Yeah. I'm going to catch it now. <laughs> oh, it's three. Oh, it's three badges from now? Dang. Yeah. Okay. So, next question. Can Sunny twerk? No, I cannot. I do not have the hit motion. I don't know if it's been asked, but should Yu-Gi-Oh! get the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment for the 25th anniversary? I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what the FMA treatment is. No comment. What is the FMA treatment? I think he means getting like a revamp that's closer to that manga. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, because that's what Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was to Full Metal Alchemist was. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist, they didn't finish the story and there was like a bunch of filler. And then like when they did Brotherhood, they just like. It was manga Completely only. redid it from the ground up to be and, really a lot truer. Yeah, well, the, well, actually the original Full Metal Alchemist was aligned to the manga for not that long because then it caught up. And then had a bunch of like... And then went this way to kind of... to wait for this to go up a little bit more. Right. But then it had to keep kind of... Because then yeah. the manga just stopped and they had... And, and eventually they said, whatever. It became a nightmare, yeah. It became its own thing. What is your favorite random tech card that has become playable within the past couple of formats? Sprite siding Thunder King Ryo for the mirror match is my personal favorite, for example. It is amazing. I'm not going to lie. It is wonderful. I, I have to admit that from the last couple of months, last couple of formats, that is also maybe my favorite. I, I can't just come up with stuff. I think the beat cop from the underworld to protect Mystic Mind was very funny. Very disgusting, but funny. Right. Uh, I, it, I don't I don't support that or condone it, but it was very it, funny. Now... Of the things that were theorized but never actually put into play because it never had to be, right, was Necomane King 
in everything. Yeah, yeah. Next... Versus um Dark World. Dark World. Yeah, I, I just crazy. Which is hilarious. Um, is Oppo a floodgate? No, and it never will be unless they errata it. Uh, recently, Winnie the Pooh and Pinocchio entered the public domain and had adaptations away from Disney's clutches. What is your opinion on copyright? They need to stop extending it. They need to really, they, they, really need to stop letting Disney pay them into extending it. They need to stop the Mickey Mouse laws. That's literally what they're called, by the way. Yeah, they, they, they need to shut it down. Because then you get amazing stuff like the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Yeah. Also, fun fact, um, it is it, it is not Winnie the Pooh, the Disney version. It's the original version from the book. Yeah. The difference is the red shirt. Yeah. So you can't have Winnie the Pooh with a red shirt. Weird. So that, that's Disney. Which archetype needs an end board boss the most? Ogdoatic or Bee Trooper? Ogdoatic. I think Ogdoatic needs it more. I think Bee Trooper could make better use of it, but I think Ogdoatic needs it more. I think Fluffle could make better use of it than anyone. But oh, give me a Fluffle one. Um, I Oh. Okay, so I know it's late, but can I get a shout out on the pod for winning the Fantasy Football League? Yes! Congratulations to Philly AJ for winning our inaugural uh, top cut podcast fantasy football league. I got second. <sighs> I was in four fantasy football leagues this year. I made it to the championship in three of them. <laughs> the one I did not make it to the championship in, I I knew I wasn't going to make the playoffs because it's a dynasty team where you keep the same team every year. And uh, I'm in, I'm in rebuild mode right now, so I knew I wasn't going to do well. I made the playoff. I made the playoffs in three other leagues. Got a bye week in all three of those leagues. Made it to the championship in all three of those leagues and lost the championship in all three. I'm so mad. I'm <laughs> That's so mad. It's kind of funny. Anyway, so shout out to Philly AJ for winning yes. our inaugural league. Your team was just so much better. We might kick you out next year. Your team was... <laughs> I don't understand how that was allowed. Uh, we're going to have to rework some rules on your draft specifically or something. I don't know. That was insane. Um, what new mechanic would you like to see for the new master role if Konami follows our trend? Would it be summoning, time extensions, more life points, mulligan, but opponent has to return one card at random afterwards, anything like that? I personally would uh, change. I would make 45 minutes the standard for all events, not yeah. just tier two events. And I would change time rules. I think that overall the time rules have actually been a net positive, despite what many people have said. I think it's very cool that life points actually matter, but I think that the solution would be to do a turn zero, turn one, or even, I, I don't know. End of current phase is just rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I don't. I don't have any new mechanics in particular, like summoning mechanics or anything that I want to see. Yeah, no, same. So, okay, next. Let's see. Is there a YouTube trend, past or present, that you really enjoyed? Uh, I like people hating on the YouTube Rewind. That's always fun. Yeah, it's like the one thing that everyone on YouTube can come together to just, you know, come together and all agree that this one thing is awful. Yes. I I have a confession. I really, really, really enjoy watching Mr. Beast videos. I thoroughly enjoy them. I just can't get into them. Yeah. What are some of the most important sideboard cards in the current meta and which popular ones are falling out of favor? Oh, gosh. Oh, this could be a whole episode. Yeah, in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I think that you still have a lot of cards that are pretty staple-esque cards that are 
you need to be running or need you need to be considering i think things like i think silent graveyard's very good i think dd yeah. crows are very good anything that affects the graveyard is going to be good dd crow if you don't have the bestials right i think ghost spell is still a very strong card that people aren't necessarily giving credit to uh, also some other things that you can consider are the other decks in the room things like sprite and things mm -hmm. like that uh, i personally think that gamma is an extremely good card right now i am siding three side side frame gear gamma oh i'm maining gamma right I, I think gamma is a crazy card right now i think that specifically in the fluanderese matchup gamma removing that body off their board putting a monster in the graveyard mm -hmm. doing all this stuff it, it just does so so much against the deck yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts them on. They better have map. Right. It, it really does. Yeah. But I personally it, believe Gamma to be one of the most important cards. Um, I mean, yeah, like the other more popular cards is if your deck can run it, Rivalry or Gozen, obviously. Yes. I've been seeing less Gozen matched, but I think that's just due to the decks, not due to like the individual decks that are currently being run. No, not Gozen, Rivalry. I, but I think that's due to decks being more uh, uh, attribute-centric at the moment, unless... Yeah, I, I don't think... Gozen's I, not really a thing right now, but and Rivalry's, like, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's very much a case of if your deck can run it, you might as well, because it's if. Um, I've been seeing a lot, lot more Gozen that have Rivalry, but that's talking, like, in the four decks that have run either right, one. Right, right. All right, well, I think that is going to wrap it up for everything pretty much. So let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful patrons who make this show happen. So a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Dragon Maid, Stunzied, Kane Martin, Ice Cube, Chili Dog, Zyphorus, Yeet the Feet, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant is the best Floodgate, Earth Machine, best deck, Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pingu is the best deck, Newt Newt. Quitting the game is a floodgate. Sprite Farter, Unbanned Number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World. Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. AD, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Boxwine, Bestial Pizza Hut, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Eldritch, the Lord of Floodgates and Monkey Brains. Fur Hire, Dog Turd, Heroes, Pebble Cereal, Jerry Beans, Man, Cam, the Disciple of Caleb's Waifu Philosophy, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Santa Claus, and Wire Sword Soul Players, Inhaling So Much Copium. Thank you all again for your continued support of the podcast. If you're interested in joining our patron, there's a link down below. And if you're interested in any of our wonderful sponsors, you can, of course, check all of them out in the link down below. And we have had people asking if you are wanting to send us something, please check out our, we have a PO box down below. Mm -hmm. So thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Top Cut Podcast. Be sure to tune in Tuesday for the next episode. Until then, have a great weekend, everyone. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.